fizzled and bottomed out back in Legradex this week on The Hapless Heroes. Pump is a double entendre. Hello and welcome back to the Hapless Heroes podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and dungeon master for this evening's festivities. Perhaps, let's find out. First thing we're going to find out is who we have at our table and we're going to start as we start every week by going in um, essentially a semi-random order because I've got a whole grid of people here in front of me. So uh, we'll start to my virtual right. We have Francesco as the fantastic Felix Fizzlebottom. I have a plan. To his right, we have James as Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. To his right, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Did we leave Hans up there? Great question. I have no idea. To his right, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Gwyn Southwind. Always at your service. To his right, we have Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Hi there. And to round out our party to her right, we have Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. We're getting the band back together. Yes, that we appear to have done. So, uh, we have the party, and they are in... Um, what could best be described as um, Clangadon Silverbeard's Celestial Bachelor Pad. A, uh, at least the part of it that you have seen, a relatively large training room that you sort of dropped into through the ceiling out of the bottom of what you thought was a uh, possibly terrestrial and self-contained Legradex Academy, which, uh, as you're sort of finding out, um, is anything but... So here you are as the party suddenly and completely or as completely as we can uh, do reconstituted. We've brought Felix back to uh, back to the same plane as the rest of the party, no longer in the prime material, uh, but joined up with everyone and uh, with uh, with a shiny blue gem in his forehead. It is blue, right? Or is that just the sticky note? It's just the color of the sticky note. It's, <laughs> it's, but I mean, sure, we can we can say it's blue. I mean, might as sure. might as well. Does it does it like change color with his mood? I mean, I guess that remains to be seen. We'll find out. We'll have to change his mood, won't we? <laughs> oh, oh no! Easy. Please don't accept this as a challenge. <laughs> uh, too late. Too late. God Done damn it! You guys just said you, you guys just said before we started recording that you were going to be nice to me today. I April didn't think shit about it. <laughs> Never been uh, once been nice from this side of the screen. Why did we choose to record this episode on April Fool's Day? That's like the stupidest idea. <laughs> hey, hey, we're, we're not really leaning into it like that, but we th- there you are, dear listeners. It's sort of dated for you a little bit of 
insight into the sausage making process with us recording on an April Fool's Day, and you'll probably get this episode maybe before the end of the month. I think that's how it works. I'm not sure what our backlog looks like right now, but yeah, probably. So here we are in this um, very large room, and I would say it is the ceiling of this room is at least 50 feet high. Uh, It is about 50 feet wide and 100 feet long. It is white and lit by lights that you cannot see, or at least discern. It's just sort of a light emanating from the room, more or less. If I recall correctly, there was also big double doors that Hoblet had just opened that we were about to walk through in this like massive like training room that he was training with Clang it in. Yes, and I, I was very happy that I knew that they pulled open. Wait, did I yeah. pull on oh, shit? Now I can't I should have written it down. <laughs> should have written it down. Oh no. Let's hope they don't close behind us. What we know is that the doors opened on the first try, but we didn't really get into what's behind the doors. No. And I wrote down that that, that shit was fucked up. We got to go. Things were yes. fucked up in the prime material plane where you pulled my ass from using your like well, we did a combination of banishment and then you used was a plane shift to bring us yeah. back here. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm grateful for that, by the way. I'm not sure if I ever did say thank you, but thank you. If there was any other way. Uh, we're uh, all back together. Yeah. The band's back together. So, yeah, what's uh, what's in this cool room that Hobbit just opened up? So, opening the door, uh, there is a hallway. A hallway is at least 200 feet long, a good 20 feet wide, and the ceiling here is also quite high. It's also of note that these double doors are also quite high, as they would have to accommodate a very large Clangadin Silverbeard, who stands somewhere between 15 and 20 feet tall. If these were normal-sized doors, there's no way he's getting around this place. Uh, Down this hallway, you can see several other large uh, double doors on either side of the hallway, maybe every 50 feet or so. So uh, let's say um, three sets of doors on each side of the hallway and another set of double doors at the far end. Once again, there are no visible, discernible lights in here. This place is just light in and of itself as an innate quality. Does this still look similar in at least construction or maybe like stonework or whatever to clang it in his chamber does this look more like just an extension of his like personal like space here in legradex yes you could say that um the context clues uh would imply that this continues to be part of his domain okay maybe uh you know maybe a apartment complex you know or something like that i'm sure he has you know a room where he would I was gonna say, so the, such as it is, or you know, right. So like the rest of the doors, the rest I say the rest of the doors in here probably are the same like height as like the ones we just walked through, like just giant, yes. giant doors everywhere. Okay, yeah, they are almost entirely identical. The same color and style of wood, the same carvings, the same shape. Hey, uh, Hoblet, I'm pretty sure you didn't uh, come to this place through the tunnel we came through. Um, how, how long have you been here and how did, how did you get here? He did explain that. Yeah, he explained that he like finally prayed to Klingon and all of a sudden Klingon did intervene. And, oh, and he just like teleported him. 
just just yep. snatched him up. Yep. Oh, my mistake. I can't remember shit two weeks ago. <laughs> I've been here for some time. Let me show you where we're headed. And then All we're right. just down the hallway. Fantastic. Yeah. If you go straight down the hallway at the other end, there is a set of double doors. You would know that the second door on your right is uh, the ale storage, and it is quite a prodigious amount as they are all kept in barrel size casks stacked from floor to ceiling in a room at least as large as the one you were training in. That checks out. Let's make a quick pitch stop. Anybody thirsty? I- I'm all set. I got to have a clear mind for this. I'll I'll join you. My flask could be filled a bit more. Sure. Ah, If you're going to help yourself to me, uh, me booze, by all means, if you're with Hoblet, you're chosen of mine too. Help yourself to the booze. Across the hallway, there's a little kitchen if you need a little bit of uh, food of some sort. I don't know what you non-dwarfy folks eat, but uh, mostly dwarven food. The strangest shit. I'm, I've been around that kind of stuff before. It's it's mostly edible. Quinn, are you going to mix your holy sea lord water yeah, with, with, the, with, with With godly dwarven <laughs> ale? That seems like either a recipe for excellence or disaster. Nick, I'm uh, sure. Boris, Boris drank it all. It all went it, back in, yeah, though. Yeah, and then Caesar sucked it back out of her, and it went back into oh, the back. flask. Okay, your okay. flask is full of vomit water. Ew, yes. gross. Ew. Dump them uh, out. I don't know what to do with it. Ew. Uh, Did you ever I mean, clean the vomit litter- off your shoes? However, it is the <laughs> last of that water, it would appear, right? That is, yeah. that, will, that exists at all. Right. So, um, so I look around to see if there's any other sort of... Um, like, bejeweled. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be bejeweled. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm just borrowing. See, I don't, I, th- think about it. Dwarves are not decadent people. Sure, sure. It doesn't have to be bejeweled. Just like some sort of like satchel that, that holds liquid. Is there anything around that? Uh, that there are. Borrow. If you look in the far corner uh, past uh, some of the uh, stacked up barrels, there is a pile of wine skins. And when I say a pile of wine skins, I mean no less than a hundred of them. Oh. In a actual pile. Great. So they so have one. They're all not... filled with wine. Oh. Yes. Okay. Now, the wine varies. Um, Clangadin isn't really much of a wine guy, so he hasn't sorted them. He doesn't really care about which one is in any of them. And clearly, he shows his disdain for the fluid inside by me- having it in a pile about waist high in the far back corner past all the casks of the good stuff. Just a pile of bags of wine. Yes, a <laughs> pile <laughs> of bags of wine. Oh, we could play slap the bag. <laughs> um, uh, you're no. muted, Phil. <laughs> he doesn't want to unmute. He has to be. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't want to actually say it. It seems he just had to say it for himself. Yeah, he's like, keep rolling, keep going. Okay, so uh, yes. Well, okay, so I'm not necessarily aware of that, right? That it's bad wine. Well, not necessarily bad wine. It's just you don't know what kind of wine wine you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Sure, but again, I I don't want to metagame that. So so I'm going to take 
the 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 a bag of wine and i'm going to assume because that's what would make sense that this is wine that has been bagged for consumption sure yeah so i'm going to i'm going to take one of the bags i'm going to unscrew right. it okay and i'm going to sniff first uh, the old sniff okay. test okay does it smell like wine or does it smell like vinegar? <laughs> it smell. It has a uh, quite boozy smell to it. Okay, I can get behind that. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a swig. Yep, it, it's it's a uh, it's an absolutely delicious cab. Perfect. I'm happy. Good. If that's what you were looking for, it's got booze in it. All right. Yep. I rolled a d6. One or two was going to be a white. Uh, three, four, five was a red, and six was vinegar. So you got a five. You got a cat. <laughs> awesome. Boris isn't going to open any of the bags, but is going to pocket six bags of wine. All right, well, right in your in your your like many pocketed. Yep, yep. She's just going to pull open a pocket, just just bag after bag after bag. James, just to catch you up. Boris has essentially uh, like a leather like like armor piece with all these pockets on it that she did they just appear when she reaches for one and they're essentially like like the armor is a bag of holding like all the pockets are different like little pocket dimensions where she like puts stuff to store uh, Hoblin is in the room he doesn't say anything but he definitely takes notice and like nods with approval like hell yeah this could come in handy at some point in time <laughs> if I need to hide stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jarrell's not going to have a goat milk mimosa, but he will have a celebration return drink. Also, you're uh, not using the Baroness as your personal drug mule, Hoblet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Should you... Actually, yeah, no. You, using a teenager as uh, your drug mule is so on brand for us, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Isn't there a Trailer Park Boys where Ricky's like, "It's the Youth Justice Act. They can't go to jail. Like kids, kids under fifteen can't go to jail or something like that." So I can have them steal as much stuff as I want. Oh, <laughs> Nothing they can do about it. Oh, that's, some, that, that, that's some very Zuckercorn legal advice there. Yeah. Whose idea was it to bring him back? Yours. Was it my idea to bring was him he, back? To, I, to I mean, like, it, it didn't have to be an idea. It was a necessity. Right. It was a necessity. When when is her 18th birthday? Oh jeez. Five years from now. <laughs> <laughs> well shit. No drugs. Maybe just yeah. also a highly respected member of the Teldurian like <laughs> community of kingdoms here. The elite. A, yeah, but she's rolling with us. Yeah, good point. I mean, so like Quinn is a captain and a lord and uh, a dean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, we were doing like some pretty good stuff, you know, for this for a while here. So, I mean. Well, I'm back now, so. <laughs> and nothing should change. Doors will be destroyed. Welcome to our refined society. <laughs> uh, are any of the kegs tapped? Yes, out of the hundreds. There are 10 tapped kegs near the front of the room. Boris also picks a random tapped keg, opens a tiny little pocket and just starts like, just opens it and lets it flow. 
into the into, into the pocket. <laughs> Gross. It's Jeez. gonna be all covered in lint. <laughs> this this I mean, you know it's gonna have extra tannins from the leather. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh so yes, you also have a pocket full of beer. Sounds like a great idea. I, Good I, song I name. You guys have seen full the, of beer. You guys have seen the Marx Brothers, right? Uh-huh. Harpo takes the bottle and he's pouring it into a shot glass, and the bottom of the shot glass is attached to a tube that goes up his sleeve. And then he's got a little flask in his coat, and he just like pours it all in and then walks away from the bar. That's exactly what Boris is doing right now. She's just got a keg and like. <laughs> <laughs> Emptying the keg so into the pocket. It. I mean, I probably can uh, the whole. I mean, five cubic feet, but she doesn't like fill the whole. Yeah, pocket. but I was gonna say, but five, but five cubic feet worth of booze is still five cubic feet worth of booze. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's five cubic feet of beer. Right, well, I think that's what can fit into one pocket, right? Let me double check this here. That's gonna be like sixty gallons or something. <laughs> like that's a lot of beer. You're not filling that. Why not? You can't tell her what to do with her pocket. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, okay. However much beer would flow out of the keg in like a minute. <laughs> These are some. You're going to keg stand? That's a lot of beer. I'm pocketing it. Yeah, I'm doing a pocket keg stand. <laughs> this is. Draw. Also, can I just comment on the fact that, you know, Boris's like, you know, leather like vest of many pockets or whatever it is, like is sort of a fuck you to all women's clothing everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is though, right? <laughs> right? Because it's like it's amazing. We play D for wish fulfillment. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh yeah, sure. Anybody would think that's a cool item. What a sweet like magic item. <laughs> it's like, no, this yes. is standing up for women all around the world. <laughs> yeah. Right. A problem that the other six of us could not possibly understand because every pair of pants we have has at least four pockets. Four not functioning that. pockets. <laughs> Anyways, listen, I don't want to interrupt this great reunion time we're having and like the reprovisioning and stuff we're doing, but we kind of need a plan here, friends. Well, aren't you the plan guy? Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to gather everyone around, maybe refocus our energy into making a plan. So I think uh, the plan is for me to become a god. Exactly. Hoblet, That's before, great. before you so joined we, us, this was, our plan was to reach, uh, you know, Jalrel to a point where he is he is no longer just a mere mortal and I, I mean from my recollection we know at least one person who who might be able to shed some guidance at least what do we really know about that Aryan black person well the one thing we know is that he's not here mm-hmm. well yeah but I mean like certainly I could at least try to scry on him if we came in contact with him, he seems like he's not all that mortal either. I mean, yeah, we listen, we've traveled, we've, we've followed that dude into planes that are unknown, like into the Shadowfell and stuff. Like, yeah, he serves the Raven Queen. Like, we know all this stuff, but he's not a god. So... But we do know one, and he's he's standing right back there. And I point back to where to the room where Klingon is. 
we could just ask him, like, hey, how did you do that whole godhood thing that you did? Maybe point us in the right direction of where we can start to go to or figure out how to get there. Or, you know, as much as I would love to hang out in this god's bachelor pad, it is really cool. Uh, you know, there is the whole um, background crisis of, you know, Telduria about to be completely overwhelmed by the undead and Ebenezer's wrath as he pretty much uses up the resources to do whatever the fuck he wants to do with Vecna and all the shit that I keep hearing. So, just saying, maybe Lady, we should focus our efforts on getting there. Lady Valen already told me to just continue to go forward. That's wonderful. I'm so glad that you had a chance to talk to her, but did she happen to give you like a map or something useful that we could use? I don't think this place uses maps, but uh, if we could, if we do ask, uh, what's his name? The Clangadin. If we do ask Clangadin, we should <laughs> focus on asking him how to continue further in. Yes, that's thank you, Jarrell. That's exactly what I'm trying to say here. Um, yeah. So maybe we just go talk to him, you know, figure out what's going on. I'm sure we can keep exploring this bachelor pad. That's cool and all, but maybe we just like you know, a little nudge in the right direction wouldn't hurt so that we're not just aimlessly messing around, stealing a bunch of booze and, and, and then just forgetting why we're here. All right. Yeah. Thanks for uh, ruining the fun, Felix. He seems, he's been training me. He's cool. We're cool. Mm-hmm. I would hope so. That's literally the guy that you, like, have been serving your whole career, essentially. Listen, you want to talk about people serving gods that don't like them back? <laughs> That's real. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. But, you know, obviously, y'all are our buds. So this is this yeah. is going to work out, hopefully. I have a very symbiotic relationship with my guy. Sounds Let's awkward. But only if you make it, Quinn. I mean, I always right. make things awkward. Right. Just stop. <laughs> We're just inside of each other doing good things, Quinn. How oh, I should, also, I should also note that since I mean, Felix is... Since Felix is now physically back here, I now look again like my gnome Felix form. Like, I'm not just that, like, you know, pale changeling like, right. image anymore. I'm the Felix that you recognize and know. Um, so, yeah, let's go talk to him. Okay. You know, grab what you need, like I said. But, yeah, and then let's go talk to him. All right, everybody tops their booze. Who wants to? We head back down to Clangadins. Boris uh, makes a quick sidestop in the kitchen and also steals a, a flask or a glass of some kind and just sticks it in a different pocket and then scurries over to join she's, us. She's <laughs> literally just like just pocketing everything. Like she's literally just walking through here. It's like it's one, like any one glass. It's like it's like we're playing Skyrim and you just like walk into a house and you just loot everything off the shelves and you walk out because you're cool oh. with the people somehow who are there. I forgot to you put know. a bucket on Clagan in its head. I did this all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> then we might be fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, let's go talk to him. Uh, maybe you initiate the conversation, huh? But obviously, you know, you guys know each other a little bit better. Of course. Oh, hey, Clangadin. Ah, what can I do for you? Before we head out of here, uh, my friend Jarrell, good fighter here, great man is interested in ascending in some fashion. And, and he was literally, he was literally uh, ordered to by Valen, his, his, huh. his deity. You might know of her. Of course, you literally have to. I'm not Valen's all over him. So, 
where should we be headed from here? Do you know uh, perhaps a way deeper? Sounds like they want to continue forward. Deeper? Uh, first, I think I need to ask, what do you mean by deeper? It's, it's kind of relative in a place like this. Terrell, do you want to maybe, I don't know, just fill him in, I guess, on what Right, you're... at this point in time, Hoblet is looking around because I've been here training. I literally don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. So. You probably <laughs> don't even know where you are. Yeah, right. I got that, man. It's been cool. We've been eating and boozing. Chicks come by every and now fighting. and fighting. Chicks come by every now Who comes by 100%. here? 100%. Dude, can zap me Do here. you honestly you think that uh, that Clangit and Silverbeard isn't all about that kind of life? Of course there are. Children. I mean, I guess if Hoblet no. is, right? I mean, it's like he's just an extension of, yeah, okay. No. Yeah, not, not when you got a name like the Smasher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, they're That's true. Clangadin is all about three of the four Fs. He's not big on Flea, but he's all about the other four, the other three of the four. Uh, no, just so to clarify. So is anyone going to ask where we're going? For, for I me, I, I need to clarify because I don't remember what all the terminology is again. Um, she won, Valen told us to go further into the... Um, outer planes. Outer planes. So that's, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jarrell will say, uh, my lord Valen has instructed us to go deeper into the astral planes as that might be the best or quickest way for me to ascend. Ah, not deeper in this place. Deeper into the universe. Y yes. Okay. So we need to we need to go back a little ways. It's the story time we're playing it in. Uh, <laughs> I mean a little bit, yes. But how much do you know about where you are, buddy? Uh, religion check. <laughs> Sure, sure. Throw me either an arcana or a religion check about this place. Whichever, whichever floats. Okay. Is he? Is this like to the group or just to Jarrell? This is this well, is Jarrell. He he's the okay. one who's bringing it up. We're gonna kind of try to keep it slightly limited here. If I thought I could help you, I would offer the help action. But Hedrick doesn't know shit. <laughs> I mean, Felix does. I I, I own many leather bound books. So uh, I could help Jarrell with this. Do they smell like mahogany too? Not all of them. Yeah, the best ones smell like old paper. That's right. It's the greatest smell ever. So since he asked Jarrell, Jarrell rolled a 16. A 16. So basically your knowledge is whatever you have gained and taken notes on so far about this place. Which is, which is nothing. <laughs> Next to nothing. <laughs> the worst part is, I took the notes, but I was Arasatra the first time I was here, so Hedrick <laughs> still doesn't know anything. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that we know for sure is that we are not on the prime material plane. That's a fact. I think that Klingon already explained to us that some, we're, we're kind of almost in a space outside of like time. Like we're kind of in like a almost like a an in between place. It's it's not far off. Legredex is this place that probably shouldn't belong. It's like a big old slab of rock that was just sort of jammed right through the middle of creation. And I don't mean like the prime material plane or one of the outer planes creation. I know. I mean right in the right between the spokes, right down the middle. 
not quite through the center, but it pierces all kinds of things. And maybe you've noticed things don't really work the same here, do they? Well, one thing I might be able to surmise, if I may, uh, Mr. Silverbeard, is that in order for one to ascend, one must be worthy. So certainly a sense of worthiness would count for something in a place like this. Yeah, maybe worthiness means something when you get to where you're going. But if worthiness really meant something, I wouldn't be here either. You see, not everybody can even get into this place. And it's, it's got to do with how it's made. It, made's kind of a loose term. I don't really understand it all myself, but what I do know is, like, vague, abstract concepts and core concrete principles of the universe get a little wibbly-wobbly, a little interchangeable here. So that you've got, say, and Clangadin looks right at Quinn, something that may be physically water, but it's a lot more than just physically water, ain't it? It's more like the core principles of water itself that you took into you. It's the sort of thing that can only be made in a place like this, where everything's all turned around and upside down. So take that and kind of set that aside for a second. Now, we talk about the gods. They're not all really the same. Like you've got gods, like gods, like Varen, or that, whatever that Ebenezer has become. Or, oh girl, what's his name? The one who's all mangled and maimed and can't keep his eyes together. You mean Vecna? Ah, I shudder to even say the disgusting name. But yes, Vecna. Because of how things are, they're too big to come in. But you've got your other kind of gods, your little g-gods, people like... Me, for example, we can sort of fit in, but I mean, look at me. We don't fit so good. We got to have bigger doors. I can't exactly go up that tube there and see what's up there. What is up there, by the way? Uh, Anybody want to tell him it's Quinn school? An empty <laughs> basin and a school. I think we, we mentioned that last time. A school? Yeah. Yeah. We told him there was a school up there. A school. Did uh, Had you mentioned whose it yes. was? He, yes, he thought he thought yeah, it was uh, Southwind. Because in also called him Salad Bar Southwind. Yes, and, and complained because his tub was leaking. Oh, and he never yeah. Never the water in it. Salad Bar Southwind. He drained all his water into here. I thought he was just sort of upstairs. He wasn't always upstairs. He was my next door neighbor for a while. He lived down in the basement for a bit. But he never moved. This place moves. Not all, not everything all lines up quite right. So that's sort of going back to the beginning and that first question of how do you get somewhere around here? I have no fucking idea. I can only really get in and out of here. I can't leave the apartment to go wandering around all willy nilly like some of you smaller folk can. If we did want to leave your apartment, though, where would we go to do that? Probably the doors at the other end of the hallway. 
go out to the vestibule. Not really sure what's past there right now. All right. No, that's good. That 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 helps plenty, um, Mr. Klingadin, sir. Uh, and we really appreciate you kind of filling us in on, you know, how things work out here. I mean, this is fascinating stuff. It really is. At some point, you have to get to the outer planes. Fuck me if I know how to get there. There's got to be some way to the outer planes. You can get to the inner ones. You get a little bit of force of will, a little bit of oomph. Maybe I just live on the right side of the slab. I didn't know. I didn't know. But I know there's some way to get to the outside as well. The gods have been wanting to get in and out of here for ages. But they cannot do it. Mm. Ebenezer, for example, could not even step one foot inside here. He's tried. Oh, ye gods, he's tried over the years. He cannot do it. So that would, I guess, I guess explain what's happening. Uh, I mean, that's why he went to Legradex to begin with, right? I mean, that's what we were there for before. And then he showed up. And I'm assuming that's, you know, that was him at Ardwall when you guys sh must have shown up. And, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened that I have no idea about. But, okay. All right. This is, this is good information. Um, obviously, I think that we should all be trying to make sure that we don't let anything in that's not supposed to be here. I think that's the key. So, uh, I think you could if you wanted to. You're more than welcome to try, I suppose. Nope, I don't think so. Happen? Nope, not gonna try. I think that we're just gonna leave that stone unturned. Uh, speaking of which, uh, does anyone have any other questions for the illustrious god here, or should we uh, continue to move well, forward? Mr. Silverbeard, if you're given the chance to leave this place, would you want to? I mean, I can go in and out as I please as long as I'm going back to where my people are. Oh, well, that makes sense. Well, this was certainly a pleasure. Thank you very much for all your help. You. I wish you the best in whatever it is you're trying to do. Set the universe to rights or something like that. Not sure there's really a rights to be set to, but if there is, go give it a shot. Well, should we succeed, I look forward to seeing you again. Aye. Now get out of my apartment. The whores are on the way. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we should probably go. I don't even want to know what that looks like. Oh, we'll see you, boss. Have a good time. I know you will. Ah, have a good enough time for all of yous. All right, let's go. Let's just, let's go. Like now. Yeah, I'm, we're, we're going to I, I am uncomfortable. Oh, like you've never seen a whore before. I've never seen one that was fit for a god, and I just don't think that I'm ready for this. Hmm. Clearly Hobbit has. Hobbit has. <laughs> and I'm not going to ask. All right, let's roll. All right, so let's go back through those doors and I guess towards the end of the hallway and see what's there. Uh, Hobbit, you must know how these open, obviously, so you lead the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I pull the doors open, uh, right, because that's that's the exact sure, yes, works. Um, we exit <laughs> in style. I love um, that this is like been a running joke forever. Like one I really of the reasons do. I have D twos. You mean coins? Right. Yeah, that too. Sure, but in this case, it's a D two. Let's roll. 
Okay. Or a flip. So back down the hall? Yeah, Straight so out. back down the hall, and there's some large double doors that lead into another uh, another room with light coming from, gosh, no, this, well, even this particular god possibly maybe knows where, but, you know. And at the far end, there are doors that are slightly more uh, normal people-sized, maybe only about 10 feet high. The wood is it the is, only door? Yeah, it's the only other door out of here. It looks like this is something of a mudroom, maybe. There are some incredibly large and quite stank boots out here. Hmm. I'm just We're going to already go ahead and assume those are clinging ends. A celestial mudroom. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be exited by the occupant through those doors. <laughs> this is just where he keeps his stinky shoes. <laughs> yeah. Look, ceremony can be stood on, even if you can't participate in the ceremony, maybe. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, let's investigate these doors. I, listen, we don't know where this leads, and we don't know what kind of protections are in place on this stuff, so I'm just going to look at the doors. All right, the doors are not the same wood as everything else. It is wood, but it's it's where the rest are a rich, polished wood with ornate carvings. These are a little more scuffed, a little darker, a little grayer, where uh, the others might have um, hardware and some kind of brass. The hardware on this is more, more of like a wrought iron, perhaps. There's a doorknob, but no keyhole. Uh, I'm just going to investigate for any potential wards or you know, traps or any right. of that. How so? Uh, an investigation check. Sounds good. One mundane investigation coming right up. 19. 19. It appears to all of your mortal perceptions to be a normal door. Perfect. How about this one's all you, man? I actually haven't been out these doors yet. So <laughs> I'm going to twist the knob and pull again. Yes, pulling works. Of course it works. And uh, what do we see? Well, we're, we're heading out. So um, outside, it is dark. Like dark, dark. Like dark vision doesn't work dark? Oh, dark vision works. And you're limited I, 60. I have dark vision. Yes. Yeah, glad I have dark vision. Those dark with vision. dark vision would be able to see in a limited hazy gray light what appear to be a lot of stairs. Hedrick. Going in different directions? Yeah, um, kind of like that uh, M.C. Escher painting. That's what I was doing. Yeah, I was that. just picturing that, yeah. They go up, they go down. Some of them go sideways. There's some that are diagonal. There's Hedrick. one that seems to be a freestanding set of stairs that are either up or downstairs, you can't quite tell, but they are floating vertically downward through the room. Oh, this is trippy. Hedrick casts light on a drumstick. Look out, Boris. No and all of the rest of you, you can see that there would be stairs you could take counterclockwise sort of around this square area that would go up and to... Uh, See, clockwise is up and to the left or counterclockwise down and to the right. Uh, the room itself is more or less squarish. Although the longer you look, the less square it really looks. It's kind of fucking with your perception a bit. But 
the long and short of it is you can go left to go up or right to go down. Uh, should we divert to like what Jarrell is feeling in his gut since he's the one that's like being called? Who's we're in uncharted territories right now. Don't make me pick away. Right. I'll just Jarrell, start walking. Jarrell would go up. Pass it to the left. So we, we must ascend, right? Let's ascend, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. That, that's what Jarrell is thinking. As Let's well. literally ascend. <laughs> yep. You must. <laughs> All right. So the party starts heading up the stairs, and that would be uh, up and to the left, since we're going clockwise around this sort of area. And maybe after about 200 feet, you reach a landing where there are no stairs going any further up. There also appears to be what looks like a landing on the wall, and the stairs are now uh, perpendicular to you, so sort of straight up and down and going out to the right around the room. Uh, uh, (laughs) Super helpful there. Can wait a second. I have a scroll of spider climb. Before I use it, before I use it, because you're saying there's like a landing on the wall. Yes. To the the right. Yeah. So you've gotten to the top and the landing is there. It is also on the wall in front of you as you've gotten to that corner. And then from there off to, yes, the right as we're going. Can I just like. Yeah, so it'd be to the right and it's going diagonal, but the stairs are the wrong way. Like you'd be walking up walls. Can I try to just like put my feet on the wall and see what happens? Sure can. Um, Make me a dexterity check. Dexterity check. Um, yeah, yeah, just a, um, a check. So I dexterity or any dexterity based skill that you I use. mean, yeah, I don't. It, it would just be a straight dexterity roll. Uh, <laughs> that 20. Yeah, your feet stick effortlessly. And now you are standing outwards. Hey, this is cool. Well, now I'm not sure whether or not you're exceptionally good at that. Or whether we're all gonna gain the benefit of just going off and having gravity change to the I'm gonna wall. I'm gonna walk oh. onto like the first like maybe like the third or fourth step and just like be standing there like looking at them like in a disoriented fashion, being like, This is really trippy, you guys. Yes. you you stand and it is as natural as anything. Boris tries to leap onto the wall. Okay. Um yeah, um, I would like you to also make a dexterity. Well, no, you don't need to make a dexterity-based check. You land cat-like, and your perception shifts as that is now your new normal. I was going to say, because I think the lowest she could roll is like a 23 on that. Yeah, because of uh, reliable about challenge. halfway through that sentence, I remembered that there it's literally Yeah, 25 if I got with acrobatics. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But uh, hey, Hedrick, since you were wondering, make a perception check. Mm-hmm. That's 12. Okay. One thing you do notice, Boris's hair is not going down by your perception, but is pointed towards what would be her floor. Okay. By that summation, I, I can uh, I can just tumble my way over. I'm going to do like a half flip, basically. I'm going to swing my legs over until they're pointing at that axis, and I'll just... 
suck next as to it. As soon as your feet hit it and your hand lets go of the other floor, that is now your new floor. Wow, Felix, you were not kidding. Boy, what I wouldn't give to have something this back home. <laughs> this is gnarly. This is weird. In like a cool way. Yeah. I'm going to like walk up the stairs a little bit more just to make sure there's room for everybody to kind of yes. start. Yep, the, on, stair, the stairs go up until it hits that other wall. And then there is another landing on the face of the wall in front of you as the stairs are now going around the room, sort of, in a spiral. Amazing. Hobbit, so if who's my all kid, over there now? I was going to say, if my stumpy little legs can make it on here, so can yours. Let's all go. the people who can roll dexterity checks, except for Quinn. So it's me, you, and Quinn, and they're waiting on us to roll dexterity checks, like usual. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... <laughs> okay, going to go so with just, that anymore. Just I, walk on the I mean, wall, I'm like, Hoblet's approaching it like kind of like... I grab uh, Hoblet's shoulder... And uh, I say, um, with Kat's grace, you can do whatever you want. And he now has advantage on dexterity rolls. Oh, yeah. Kat's grace. Ability, uh, approve. Oh. Was it enhance enhance ability? ability. Yep. Nice. Great spell. You know what, Quinn? You're right. And Hoblet's going to step out and try and do whatever the... Whatever the hell it is we're trying to do, alter our gravity. Yes, as soon as you make contact with that other wall, that becomes your new floor. Oh, you're not even going to make me roll for it. No, with the cat's grace helped out enough. Ah, yeah. And you've you've watched several people do it ahead of you. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry, did anyone else catch the meow from Phil? I just want to make sure that everyone heard that. Okay. In fact, that should be the, the, the verbal component of that spell. It's just meow. Meow. <laughs> so um, I think Jarrell is our last one to get on the wall then? No, I had Jarrell. Or did Jarrell already do it? No. no. Neither Jarrell nor Quinn has done it. Neither yeah, ja- oh, not. yeah. Quinn hasn't yet either. Okay. So I get, I'll go next. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to straight up do it. Uh, try to flip over onto that this, that floor. So if you're trying to flip, give me give me an acrobatics roll. <laughs> oh no, I mean like well, like you what do you to mean say by, flip? Well, like how else do I get? He there? doesn't mean he's going to do your a fucking handstand. foot on the wall. That's oh, what he okay. wanted to do. So yeah, like, <laughs> if he like, wants to flip, flip, make me make me an acro. But if you just oh want to step onto it ingraciously, then step onto right. it ingraciously. Do whatever Fine. you want. We'll we'll do a flip. All right, yeah, do a barrel roll. Don't don't say fine as if we're convincing you to do it. Seventeen. It <laughs> is graceful as fuck. Thank and you. he landed it. Y'all right, want Jarell. to see a flip? I flipped. Jarrell, you got this. Come on, bud. Also, I where's a, Hans? I, I got a thirteen. <sighs> yeah, that's uh, a great I, question. Is yeah, where the hell is Hans? We I can't left remember Hans. We left Hans at the top of the hole. Oh, with okay. Too many lights. <laughs> by himself. Just <laughs> by himself. I would Should imagine that right him? now he's climbing down the rope because he's been up there for 30 minutes and <laughs> that sounds good. like helping him. Say, he can hang- oh my God, he's hanging out with Clanging him when the whores are there. Oh no. Yeah, probably. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Poor kid. 
He's probably walking on him right now. You should definitely do a flash in on Hans. Oh yeah, yeah no, probably we're doing exactly that. It's happening. somewhere in the post-credit scene for this episode, like or some somewhere in there, we're gonna revisit Hans, and Hans is Hans is gonna become a man here. Cowering oh, and covering his ears and trying not to listen to the horrible noises coming from the room next door. <laughs> the horrible noises. Get yeah. Out. <laughs> my name is Hans. I am. My name is Krangadin, and we're going to pump you up. <laughs> when did it become now. Arnold? This this needs to stop. Pump is a double entendre. I know yeah. it is, Dave. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, where I, my, that's where my mind went first too but I didn't want to say it out loud because gross because <laughs> <laughs> gross <laughs> anyways Moving let's on. keep follow, the stairs let's we've follow the stairs onto a wall. So, uh, yeah. so uh, John, you're the last one trying to get on here right yep I rolled a right. 13. Do you, just, do you just like, do you just like timid? Oh, they say, do you just like timidly put your foot on the wall? Or like, I can always, I can always even imagine like Jarrell like putting his hands on the wall and then all of a sudden now he's laying on the floor, you know? <laughs> like crawling. He's on the floor first and then putting his feet on the wall. <laughs> right, he's like just crawling. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to be outdone by Hoblet and Felix. <laughs> oh, 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 it's like that. It's always been like that. Cool. <laughs> Unless he rolls a one and then he's on his face. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, Jarrell, uh, you're mounting the wall as well then. Um, how are you doing it? Uh, walking like a okay, normal. Yeah, you can. Yeah. If you're just going to try to step onto it like a normal person, because you have seen everyone do it before you, you're fine. You just put your foot on there and you step onto it like um, uh, the instant on the ceiling music video. Is that Lionel Richie? <laughs> it works more or less like that. Perfect. Had a yeah. point, Jarrell. You yeah. got this. So you are all now on a different set of stairs in a room that now kind of goes right and left as opposed to up and down, but your stairs are sort of taking you up. And after you go up about 30 stairs or something like that, and you hit that other wall, there's another landing on the wall right in front of you. I'll step right onto it. Okay. Right. You do, and everyone else can continue to do so. And yeah, now no that they sort of spiraling for a little ways and there are a few more of these landings before everything takes sort of a left turn. I imagine at some point like we, we intended to keep going up but then we ended up going down and then sideways and then back up because up is down. <laughs> well funny you mentioned is that. relative. <laughs> right. Yeah. Funny you mentioned that. You are going to continue the same direction through this column as you were before but after a few of these turns there's another landing and after you get off of uh that and onto the new one the stairs start going down but in the direction that you were going right up yes <laughs> you're now going down to go up this this room is a mind fuck <laughs> dave you yeah, chose it's the most difficult thing to try to describe over a podcast <laughs> I know it's it's listen things got legal last night and I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess we can say that now, can't we? Uh it's still federally illegal though. So Look, I had some, I had some weird ideas about this and the weird ideas are going to continue to be really freaking weird. Like 
I spent most of my day today instead of drawing maps struggling over the metaphysics of this place. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Well, I, okay, so we're going down, which you're is going, actually up. Yes, you're going what appear to be downstairs, or you're going up, but on the underside of a set of stairs that's going up. It's sort <laughs> of tough to tell, and everything is relative. <laughs> uh, Hedrick, I love it. Hedrick's going to try to, he's going to pull like a silver out of his pocket and just like flick it into the center of the room. Oh. And, and yeah. just see. <laughs> well, let's see. I'm actually genuinely curious what happens to this. That is a great idea. It floats there. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is like some fucking Inception level stuff right here. I'm going to make a wish. I'm going to make a wish. And you see Hedrick close his eyes and like kind of pull his arms in and just kind of tense for a second. And then his eyes open. And he just looks around. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> shit, that's awesome. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Heads or tails caught in the air. Ha, ha, Felix. It's Maybe I should spinning. see if you can reach it. <laughs> no, let's keep uh, going. Let's yeah, keep going. Throw Felix at it. <laughs> Felix. No, 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 no. I don't like this idea. This is a terrible idea. We should we should just strike that from the record. I All don't consent. I don't consent. <laughs> By democracy. <laughs> this is that always a democracy, Felix. <laughs> When it's not a quintatorship. <laughs> Correct. Still my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you are now going um, in that same sort of vein where you're taking stairs that are going along the side of the room and you're going to your perception down, which is in the absolute direction from where you started up. And it takes a couple of cycles around the room going up and or down, depending on your frame of reference, before it sort of stops halfway through one of the walls and turns outward into the center of the room, goes down another 10 steps, and there is a landing there that just sort of sticks out into the void over where the stairs would continue, but they don't. It's sort of dead center of this empty column here. And on the floor, there is a plate, sort of like, you know, like a uh, little uh, plaque in the floor with some sort of inscription in it. Uh, can I, if uh, I speak common goblin, abyssal, gnome, and dwarf, is it in any of those languages? No, it looks a little more flowy than that. Is it in celestial? Yes, it is. Oh, cool. I can read it. <laughs> it says, watch your step. So I'd say, it says, watch your step. Are we supposed to walk off of this? And I don't understand. It's it's a doozy. It's a doozy, uh, man. Hold on. Leap of faith, my friend. Mind the gap. <laughs> what do you mean, mind it? Like, oh, just type it into Google. Hold on, I have an idea. Mind I have an idea. Give me, give me a few minutes here. Uh, I'm going to cast Find Familiar. Right to pull out Slim Shady. Okay. Yep. I'm going to have Slim Shady appear as a pseudo dragon. Okay. Uh, are there any limitations on find familiar for calling your familiar from a different plane? Uh, the text of the spell just yeah. says you literally just gain the service of a, of a familiar. All right, done deal then. Because like when I when I sit when I summon it, I can also temporarily dismiss it into a pocket dimension and then call it back. 
Perfect. Just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything rules is written saying yep. you couldn't do it before we proceeded. Yes. Slim Shady is there as the pseudo dragon that we all know, love, and are less grossed out by than the other forms. Than the other gazer form. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to instruct Slim to just walk off. Like, don't like, so you have your wings in case you fall, but just to walk off the platform and see what happens. And Slim, uh, so walks with, uh, you know, walks it's, it's, off the it's ground. It's like a pseudo dragon right? has essentially like the two back legs and then like the yep. like the wings, right, for the arms. I think. Okay. But uh, you're having Slim walk off the edge instead of fly off, correct? Correct, because I want to make sure I understand what happens with just gravity. Yep. And Slim walks and to your perception falls straight down. I'm going to now vanishes into the void. Roll my eyes into the back of my head. Can I see through Slim's senses, or is she not available for me to even access? Is she not like within a thousand feet? Um, so you notice the, a lot of whooshing and colored lights blasting on by, and sort of flashing, uh, flashing colors and things, and then Slim slips out of the thousand yard range or the thousand foot range. All right, let's go. I feel confident enough, uh, and I'm just going to walk right off the edge next. All right, Felix, you walk off the edge and slip into eternity. What? We're not even going to talk about this? You're just going? Okay, hold on a second. Jarrell puts the helmet on and asks Valen if he's supposed to walk off of this. <laughs> you receive no response here. Okay. I mean, if we don't, we've lost Felix forever. Yeah, Hedrick's putting his hand out for a high five. Uh, Jarrell totally gives to you a high five. If there's right, no answer. When you, when, when you high five me, I dive in. Yeah. I, I jump right off after All Felix. Right. <laughs> Felix stepped off. Hedrick has d dived off. Dove in off. Dove. Yeah. Swan dive. Arms stretched out, majestic. <laughs> Yeah, there's no way Hedrick's going to become a god before Jarrell. Jarrell follows him. Up. He does like a six That's wonderful. Jarrell's faith takes him off the edge as well. Um, Boris swan dives after everyone else. And that's a Boris. And now we have only a Quinn and a Hoblet. What do we do? Let's grab hands and go together. <laughs> yes. I, I plug my nose when I jump. I'll need something to land on. Hey, rude. And then we go. Hoblet kind of pulls Quinn. <laughs> and Hoblet and Quinn step off the edge and start dashing, flying, speeding through this black abyss with purple and blue and green lights flashing and pulsing. Green lights! Purple and blue and green lights! I still don't get it. <laughs> Before everything turns to darkness. Um, that's where we're going to end this episode. Oh, the hapless <laughs> <laughs> James is like, oh, okay. Um, I had cues, but that's okay. Looks like we'll AM next time. And that's yep. where we're, we're at. We may end the episode here, but uh, as before we start rolling the credits, do we get a camera pan to uh, old Hans, the squire? Yes. The camera pans to Hans, who finally makes it down that rope. Um, is, is Hans carrying anything or is Hans just with himself? No, he's just by himself. 
everybody just by himself, completely not ever carried a chest or anything. Really. Yeah, we had with, with anything whatsoever. I think maybe I gave him a bubblegum cigar at some point, so we may or may not yeah. still have that. So yes, Hans finally makes it down the rope and drops the last oh, can, can, 25 feet or so. Can we leave it at this? He's literally hanging from the rope. And all you hear is sexy noises coming from the other room. He's dangling from a rope, and all he hears is, ah! So if you love us So yes, if you like us If you can deal with us If you have not been Driven into a Fit of moral outrage By the things we have done and said And the images that we have put into your brain You can continue To find us until such a time As we are banned on the internet we are on Reddit slash r slash hapless heroes podcast. We are on Facebook. Search for hapless heroes. We are also on Instagram and Twitter at hapless heroes. And every single one of those will take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can meet and chat and trade jipes and barbs and uh, you know fun jokes and memes and cat pictures and dog pictures and anything else with us on a daily basis as we all are there. Is on our Discord presence, except for Massimo, who can't figure out how to log on again. Yep. <laughs> we yep. miss you, Mark. We him, miss yep. you. We miss him. We miss him so much. But he is still part of our extended podcast family. We do catch up with him from time He's to time. Part of my him. actual family too, but you know. <laughs> well, there's that too, but I can't say that for myself. <laughs> but anyhow, we're there. And we are eager to engage with you, our audience. So please, if you have not joined us there yet. Yeah, please do. Come say hi. Do. Come say hi. Hang out with us. Meet other like-minded fans who also listen to this show way more often than they probably should. And a whole bunch of super fans. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, join our super fan support group or something like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, you find out exactly how much Francesco likes wearing a post-it note third eye on his forehead all how, the details and how much i despise <laughs> pineapple and pizza well true yeah you gotta but, grill the pineapple everybody in fact, knows in fact i might start i might start banning people for sharing pictures of pineapple and pizza if you hate us <laughs> <laughs> if you really hate us <laughs> like flying nun with a shotgun <laughs> But anyway, if you like us, leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. You found a podcast service, presumably, if you're listening to this. So if you are able to leave a review, five-star otherwise, we would prefer five stars, obviously, but leave a good, honest review. And we will read it on here so that we can recognize you as the five-star person you are. And actually, I have another review here. Um... We have uh, a lovely message here, uh, reviewed from February from uh, Womack Ethan One, who said, uh, whether you like D&D or just enjoy great storytelling, then you will be a big fan of this show. The great storytelling is highly debatable, but we'll take it. <laughs> highly entertaining, hilariously funny, with great storyline and plot and excellent gameplay. I started listening to this podcast a couple months ago and cannot get enough of it. I'm an avid podcast listener, and Hapless Heroes is my favorite show I've listened to, and the first podcast I really felt deserved for me to spend my time typing out a five-star review. 
These Fucking guys a. are clearly great friends. They do a great job of making you feel like you're right there with them. The DMs do a fantastic job of creating gripping storylines and plots while still allowing the players to make their own decisions. To the hapless heroes themselves, thank you for spending your valuable time making such great content. Please don't stop producing this show anytime soon. Yeah. And five stars to you. Five, five stars to you for that yes. glowing review. Thank you. So thank you for being the five star person that we have always known you to be, but now we can recognize you as such. Thank you. Now, if you really, really like us though, you could donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hapless heroes. And we have a number of different award tiers, uh, just as basic as, you know, uh, hey, you know, you're a dollar patron. That's pretty awesome. We like you a lot to, uh, you know, a little bit higher up. You can join our patrons only uh, channel in our discord uh, where you get access to, uh, well, you know, us, but, you know, with our pinkies in the air, but also in there, uh, there are outtakes and bloopers. Mm-hmm. Those are also available just on Patreon itself. It's just I collected them there because it's easy access for yeah. those who want to socialize there. Exactly. And also at higher reward tiers, there are semi-physical rewards. Well, not really physical, but um, definitely not a spiritual reward in the form of James's uh, <laughs> notebooks for uh, previous sessions. You mean like that, the, 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 the brain dump of the first hundred episodes through the eyes of Hoblet? It is it yeah, is it is it is really just an amalgamation of nonsensical notes. Um, I don't know if you're going to actually gain anything by reading it. Um, but she definitely might lose a few brain cells. You won't not gain anything. <laughs> yes. My, my real question is, is it going to expand now that Hoblet's back? Oh, yeah. I got a whole nother. I got a whole notebook I've been working on. Journal, here, journal 2.0. Yeah. That is amazing. Does anybody have a Zach for us, by the way? I got one. Yeah. Okay. Hit it. And if you like us, right now you love us, Sally Field and the whole deal. Um, make hapless heroes chewy vitamin gummies and with each character only like those horrible jelly beans. <laughs> They're flavored <laughs> like each character. I mean, I imagine Boreas is going to be bubblegum. I don't want to know what Hoblet tastes like. Dirt. <laughs> but <laughs> just straight up dirt and sweat. <laughs> it tastes the way he smells. Zero Which is tastes like slightly metallic sawdust. But at least, by grease. at least even if you have to suffer through the taste of Hoblet, you're still getting your daily dose of vitamins. And that's I'd say Felix's really mystery flavor. Uh, yeah. Black Quinn is licorice. definitely going to be very dark red and super wine flavor. Right. <laughs> oh, Hedrick. Hedrick is going to be cream soda, silky smooth. So you have what? pretty much like a one in six chance of it actually tasting good is what we're saying. Right. What's the dew's flavor? Goose egg. Sausage. Cocktail sausage. In fact, it's not a jelly bean. It is a miniature. miniature cocktail sausage. We just mix cocktail sausages in with these vitamins. It's not even a vitamin. It's just a cocktail. They don't really have a good shelf life, so you you may want to get them before they uh, you know go bad. Cheap refrigerated. Oh boy! So before we before we continue along this line of inventing the anti Flintstones vitamins. 
We're gonna make the most graceful exit we are capable of by me outroing our cast in the opposite order, which we started by starting with Hedrick the Entertainer, played by Phil. Man, I, I cannot wait to see what's in store. To his left, we have the benevolent Boris the Butcher, played by Nicole. This tube is so bright. To her left, we have Lord and Captain, Gwyn Southwind, played by Mike. Of course it's Hoblet that pulls me into the ether. To his left, we have Lord Jarrell the Light, played by John. Until next time. To his left, we have Hoblet the Smasher, played by James. I should have stayed for the whores. <laughs> <laughs> To his left, as the fantastic Felix Fizzlebottom, we have Francesco. Ain't no plan like a YOLO plan, because a YOLO plan don't stop. And I'm Dave. I have been your tormentor, dungeon master, and uh, host for this evening. It was good to see you all. We'll catch you again next week. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.